بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد brothers and sisters it's my sad duty to inform you about the passing away of one of our very beloved shuyukh from America Shaykh Muhammad al-Sharif, the Rahimahullah, founder of Al-Maghrib Institute. He was a graduate of Madina, of Jamia Islamia Madina Munawara. And uh, Al-Maghrib did a lot of and does a lot of work of teaching of Islam in uh, many countries. Shaykh Muhammad al-Sharif, Rahimahullah, he died today. And he was 47 years old. 47. No previous history of anything. Healthy, nothing wrong with him. So we make du'as for him, inshallah. Allahumma khfirlahu wa rahamahu wa afihi wa afanhu wa akrib nuzulahu wa wasi'i mutkalahu. Wa aqsilhu bil ma'i wa thalji wal barad. Wa naqihi min al-khataya kama naqayta thaw wa labiyad min al-danas. Wa adkhilhu al-jannah wa aidhu min a'adhabi al-qabri wa adhabi nar. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to forgive him and to grant him jannatul firdaus ulal bighayr hisab and to use and to make his work with al-maghrib and elsewhere a means of khair and afiyah for him inshallah and so and sadaqatul jariyah for him inshallah but most importantly is this his passing away as a reminder for us and subhanAllah, just yesterday we had a janazah in this masjid. And Shaykh, may Allah, may Allah bless him, his, every single janazah he has the same speech. There is no change. When he stands there and he says, now somebody will speak to you and listen to him. Yeah? Every single, I mean, every, any, every janazah which I have seen Shaykh praying, this is what. Now this person will speak to you. Who is the person? The person who died. What is he going to say? What is he going to say? Well, I mean, seriously, we have to think about this, right? What is that person? If that person could speak, and he's, he's speaking, we cannot hear, but we speak, and we can hear with our heart, if our hearts are alive. What is this person going to say? Today, we are focused, may Allah bless all of you, and may Allah forgive me and, and guide us, inshallah. We are focused on this world. Being focused on this world is natural. This is nothing unusual because we are in this world. So if we are in this world, we have to be focused in this world. Nobody can blame us. But this is what the Anbiya came for. They came to remind us that the real world is something else. You know, if you see, in 1997 or 8, 1998, I think I went to California, to San Francisco for the first time. I was doing a training course for AMA International. And I was staying in the Marriott, and uh, literally opposite the Marriott was a uh, was a cinema theater. There was a Max, you know, the, the IMAX theater with the 3D. And those days it was very new, so you, they gave you those 3D glasses. So I said I must go see this movie. I went into the movie. I went to see the movie. They put the glasses on, and it was a movie about sharks. And literally, it was like the shark is coming at me, right? So real. 
Now, when I think about this experience, I'm thinking that when I'm sitting there in this movie hall, cognitively in my head, I know this is not real. I know, I know I'm in a movie hall. I'm not actually in the sea. There's no shark coming at me, right? Many years later, I actually did shark cage diving in South Africa and I was in the sea with the sharks. But that's a different story. But here, it was in the movie. Very, very real. And I'm sure if somebody was experimenting, if they had put an ECG machine and so on onto me, it would have shown, you know, the charts would have shown my blood pressure going up, my heartbeat going up and, and all of this, right? So, so actual physiological changes are happening in, in me just watching something which is unreal. I know it is unreal. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fool, right? I mean, I know this is unreal. I know I paid, a, paid money to get a ticket and sit here. Yet, my body is reacting to that thing as if it is real. This is the dunya. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Inna dunya illa Allah said, this dunya is a figment of the imagination. This is unreal. But we run behind it. Now, I remind myself in you, how much money do you think I can make? I ask myself, how much money can I make? And the reason I'm saying that is because history is my subject. And history, I love history. I, I read history all the time. Now, if I count the number of major Muslim kings, there were 36 Ottoman sultans. From Osman to the last one, in 1927, there were 36 Osmani Khilafah Ottoman sultans, 36 of them. There were 21 Mughal kings, Mughal emperors, 21. Six of them are very well known, others were there, 21 totally from Babur to Bahadur Shah Zafar, 21 Mughal emperors. There were seven Nizams of Hyderabad. From Nizam al-Mulk to Usman al Khan, there were seven Nizams of Hyderabad. And in the Safavid Empire, which is the which is Iran, which is the Shia Empire, there were eleven sultans. From Sultan Ismail to the end was eleven sultans. Right? Now if you take their combined wealth, just one I will tell you, one Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan, the guy who built Taj Mahal. And I'm saying that because very well known, right? Shah Jahan's wealth was 25% of global GDP at the time. 25% of global GDP. Each one of them was multiple times as wealthy as today the names we take. Elon Musk and this one, that one. Multiple times. Where are they today? Where are they? You know, in my reading of history, one very interesting fact I found. You know, what is the common thing between all of these 36 Ottomans, 21 Mughals, 7 Asaf Jahis, and 11 Safavids? You know, what is the common factor in all of these? Not one made Hajj. Nobody. The Ottomans from Sultan Salim, who was the 8th, was the 9th Ottoman king, Ottoman Sultan, they owned Al-Hijaz because they, Sultan Salim defeated the Mamluks who were, who were the owners of the Haramain and he became the first Ottoman Khalifa. He took the title of Khalifa after getting control of the Haramain Sharifah, but he never made Hajj. All of these kings together did not make one Hajj. They did a lot of other things. I mean, they, they, they gave charity, this, that. But 
عثمان علی خان دی لاسٹ نظام آف حیدرآباد ہی واز دا فرسٹ پرسن ٹو پٹ الیکٹرک کرنٹ الیکٹریسٹی ان دا ہرمین ان دا مسجد الحرام اینڈ مسجد النبوی شریف فرسٹ ٹائم الیکٹریسٹی کیم ان ٹو دوز ٹو مساجد واز ایٹ دی ایکسپینس آف دا کنگ آف حیدرآباد دا نظام آف حیدرآباد سلطان میر عثمان علی خان بٹ ہی نیور ڈیڈ حج ٹوڈے آئی ایم جسٹ تھنکنگ جسٹ سپ رینڈم تھنگ وی گو ٹو میک حج ہاؤ گریٹ فل وی شوڈ بیٹ اللہ سبحان یارب ہو مائی آئی ایم نتھنگ بٹ یو کال می ہیئر ٹو دس پلیس یو گیو می توفیق یو گیو می دی ایبلیٹی ٹو گو اینڈ میک حج ویئر سلاطین آفٹر سلاطین فار وی آر ٹاکنگ دا کلیکٹیو ٹائم فار آل آف دس از اوور سیون ہنڈریڈ ایئرس ناٹ ون مسلم کنگ میڈ حج The Ottomans contro- controlled an empire from the Mediterranean to the Atlantic. The Mughals at the, at the peak of the empire, they controlled the whole of India. The whole, and India means what? In, today, what is India, Pakistan, Burma, Afghanistan, all this together. In, in, India is not the political India map now. Not one edge. So what is wealth? What, what are we going to collect from here? On the other hand, he's sitting in front of me, so I, so I, he reminds me of his father, Hassan. When I think of this masjid, I think of two people. And the reason I'm saying that is, among the seven who, are, who will be shaded under the shade of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, are two people who are connected to the masjid. And a person who is connected to the masjid. And two people. In this masjid, when I think, two names. His father, Sheikh Malham Borhat, and Omar Yakti. Sheikh Omar Yakti. Two people. Any day you come here, you will find those two here. Any day. May Allah bless them and may Allah fill their qubur with noor and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase their darjat and may Allah give them jannat al-firdaus al-ala biqayri hisab. What was the net worth of Malham Borat? Compared to the net worth of Sultan Salim, compared to the net worth of Shah Jahan. What is the actual net worth? It is the difference between being shaded under the throne of Allah And we wish good for everybody. So I won't say that they will not be shared. I don't know. But I'm saying that this is the difference. Real wealth. In Urdu, we have this word for, for death. We say intakal. It's a very nice word because intakal means muntakilona. To go from one place to another. Intakal. Yawar sahab ka intakal ho gaya. Chale gaya. Yaha se kai aur chale gaya. And that is what we, I remind myself and this is what we need to remember. One day we have to go. And that day we don't know. Right? We do not know. Somebody sent me one, uh, Muhammad Sharif's uh, reminder, I think it was Twitter or tweet or something to say that in 2018 he said that death can come at any moment. SubhanAllah, it happened to him. Huh? The key, see, that if you think about it, leave the, leave the historical facts apart. Other than that, there is nothing that I have said to you now which is new. Nothing, absolutely not one word, right? 
एवरी सिंगल थिंग विच आई टोल्ड यू आई हैव हर्ड अ मिलियन टाइम्स यू हैव हर्ड अ मिलियन टाइम्स सो वॉट्स द प्रॉब्लम आई एम टॉकिंग माई सर द प्रॉब्लम इज टू कन्वर्ट दिस टॉक इन टू एक्चुअल फीलिंग इन द हार्ट दिस इज द इशू वी ऑल टॉक द सेम थिंग यू गो एंड लिसन टू एनी बयान एनी खुदबा एनी वेर इन इन द वर्ल्ड एनी मस्जिद एनी लैंग्वेज दे विल से द सेम थिंग Yes or no? They will say this dunya is temporary. This wealth will be left behind. You will go to the akhirah. We don't know when death will come. The most intelligent Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had this beautiful hadith. The most intelligent person, the smartest people, are the ones who remember their death most often and prepare for it. How many times have we heard this hadith? We heard it just now in in the halakha that was that just finished. Nothing is new. Absolutely nothing is new. and if i live to be 100 years old i will still hear the same things you will hear the same things but for that to affect our hearts that is what is life changing and that effect will be seen in our actions it is no good saying that this world is unimportant akhirat is important but we spend nothing for the akhirah we spend everything here When Al Walid bin Abdul Abdul Malik, when he became the Khalifa, he was the Khalifa after Omar bin Abdul Aziz, rahmatullahi alaihi. So he became the Khalifa. He came to Mecca for Umrah. So after he finished his Umrah, he asked somebody, "Is there any Tabi'in? Are they there?" So he said, "Yes." They took him to one one of the Tabi'in. So he asked him. He said, "You know, why am I afraid of death? I fear death. Why do I fear death?" So this person said to him, "He said, you know, it is very simple." He said, "You fear death because your palace is here. Your palace is here. You fear death because where you have to go, you have nothing. Yeah, have you prepared something? Is there? Have you built a palace there? He said, 'No, I'm not anything.' So then, obviously, if you if you if you know you got to go somewhere, and that place is like a ruin for you, there is nothing there. You will fear. Why won't you fear? But if you build your real estate there." Then you will look forward to going there. You will look forward to going there, and that is why Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala says, "Lakat kana lakum fi Rasulillahi uswatun hasana fahu liman kana yarju Allah wal yom al akhir wa zakar Allah kafir." Allah said, "The life of the of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the best example for the one." who looks forward to the meeting with allah who's waiting for it he's not running away he's not afraid i want to meet allah i want to i'm waiting for the day of judgment to have who will wait for the day of judgment think about this if you th- if you read the in the quran if you see especially in juzamma and also elsewhere all the descriptions of the day of judgment what kind of descriptions are they Very frightening. Ida azul zilati lardu zilzala alhaqatum alhaqa alwaqiyatu ala you know waida waqatil waqiyah and so on and so on and so on. So who will look forward to that? You can't say I'm looking forward to this zilzala. No, the people who will look, who will look forward to that are people who know that insha Allah whatever is happening will happen, but Allah will keep me safe. I will not be affected. The sun will be hot, people will be drowning in sweat, but I will be under the shade of the arch of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. I will not be affected. Inshallah, we ask this for all of us. Inshallah, 
And who is that person? That person is the one who follows Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. For that person, he will look forward to the akhirah. For that person, he will look forward to meeting Allah because he is spending his life trying to please Allah subhanahu wa taala. So he is waiting for the day. Okay, I did all this. Now I want to might meet my Rabb. This is not being morbid. This is not wanting to die. No, this is the the love of Allah subhanahu wa taala. When you when you love somebody, you want to meet this person. So when we love Allah subhanahu wa taala, you want to meet Allah subhanahu wa taala. And the sign of that is to live our lives. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ أَسْلَمٌ Like the uswa of Rabbi Sallallahu I remind myself when you let us take these reminders. These people passing away. This is not just incidents. It is not just something to say, okay, somebody died, I prayed, Janaza went and buried him, came back. No. This is really a reminder. The person who died, died. Their, their amal went with them. If they did good, Alhamdulillah. If they, did, if they did not do good, we ask Allah to forgive them. But the person who is remaining is me. And I just saw this. And I just heard this. And this is news for me. Or I prayed Janaz. What is the effect on me? This is a reminder for me. And I remind myself when you, let us take this reminder seriously. Because the day will come when... Like I am talking about Muhammad al-Sharif, somebody will talk about me. And this day will come for every one of us. Nobody will escape. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalalu to make that day the best day of our lives. We ask Allah to make the last of our actions the best of our actions. The last of our days the best day, the best of our days. And the day that we meet him Jalla Jalalu to be the very best day of our lives. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to live our lives in his service doing what pleases him and to take us in a state when he is pleased with us.